welcome everybody to the very first episode or the the reboot <laughs> of the Nonsense Destiny podcast. I am your host Pete Truitt. I'm hanging out here. Uh, we got Chris Garzman, uh, just palling around with me today. Indeed, I, I am, <laughs> Mister uh, Local Show uh, Promoter Extraordinaire. And uh, we have a guest who is, uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited about this. I've been excited about this all week. We got uh, Vic Victor, the uh, singer and upright bassist of the Coffin Cats. And he is on the line. Hello, sir. Hello, here I am. Yeah. Loud, coming in loud and clear from the, uh, the, oh, uh, the, the frosty, uh, the frosty uh, land of Michigan. Yeah, it's like ten degrees right now. <laughs> Damn, blizzarding! You got a lot of snow, or uh, we it was we got some a few days ago. We got a, a good dumping. Mm, damn it! So yeah, it's 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 pretty brutal out there right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I am I am I have a I have long johns on, and then my pajama pants, and then a giant fluffy hoodie. And uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I do not. I'll tell you right now, it was like what sixty six degrees today over here, and uh, I'm loving it. My buddy's back in the uh, back east. Not to rub it in. Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> back in uh, uh, New York, Jersey, uh, they were like, "Oh my god, another fucking." This is my neighborhood. It was all covered in snow, and I'm like, "Hey, sixty six <laughs> degrees over here." And he's like, "Fuck you." <laughs> Since yeah, well, sunshine. this is what I. This is- this is what I get for all the years of being on tour in the wintertime and being out west or down south and That's and then always joking with friends back home. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, yeah. how's the weather back there? <laughs> of <Yeah>. course. <laughs> you, you you should actually be over here right now <laughs> touring. Yeah. yeah we, we we used to plan it like that. That was that was always the plan. It was like, well, the winter months are always slower for work and stuff, and that's why we would, we would hit the road. And uh, I mean, obviously, we're not doing that right now for various reasons. <laughs> right. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that a little bit. But um, so you're you guys are for like uh, where exactly are you? Because I I always thought like oh they were a Detroit band, but you're kind of technically like right outside of Detroit. Yeah. So if I if if I walk out my front door and then make a right-hand turn onto the road and then a left-hand turn onto the next Main Street, and I drive for 10 minutes, I hit the Detroit city limits. Okay. So I'm just outside of Detroit, basically. I'm, I'm, I live, we, we all live in metro Detroit and right. suburbs, basically. The famous Motor City, of course. Yep. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm excited to talk about this, this EP because I, I fucking love it. Uh, you can't take it with you uh, on your own label. Was uh, this was the first one for your own label? Uh, it's our second. Second, right? Okay. Second. So the the last full length that came out was uh, Party Time in the End Times. Right. That was the uh, when we decided to. Well, so technically, it's our third independent release. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess even fourth if you if you want to count the very first album we released that independently initially before it was picked up for distribution by Hairball 8 Records, but right. that's another story. Uh, we, we did a split with 12-Step Rebels like back in 2009, 2010, and we put that out ourselves. And uh, it, it just, it, the, way, the way the world's working now and with, uh, with online distribution, yeah. and it's, it's just, there's, for a band like us, who we, we've gotten most of our uh, 
quote-unquote popularity from being on the road and directly distributing to people throughout our whole career. So it was no big change up for us to just release something independently. (laughs) You guys are the hardest um, working band. I'm I'm telling you that. I I tell everybody that because these guys fucking bust ass. They're just, they go out, they, they tour, they run around, fucking sell out of their shit, go back home, make some more stuff, go to Europe, come back, do another round. And like, that's their job. And I'm like, I'm jealous. I wish I could do that. (laughs) Well, we, we, it, that that was probably the, the one of the biggest bummers about last year is that we yeah. finally we we finally um, we we've had like well being on tour costs money yes. and being in a band costs money and uh, we had built up a, a a pretty significant debt and uh, this past year twenty twenty we were going to hit the road uh, right at like. Uh, man, like April, I think that was when our tour was going to start. And we had finally gotten to the point where we saw that all of our, the guarantees that we were going to get and kind of just average that what we do in merchant sales and stuff, we were finally going to get out of debt. This was the mm-hmm. last year, 2020 was the year that we were like, Oh, we're finally going to get out of debt because, uh, you know, ever since we started being in, in the started the band, we've always had like monthly bills and stuff like that because, right. You know, not every not every tour is successful, but you just get back out there and keep going. And sometimes you pay your debt off, and sometimes you build up a, a whole shit ton. Yeah. And and so we we were we were so stoked. We were like, oh, this is 2020 is the year. And then, womp, 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 you know. <laughs> yeah, we all but you know, it, it, it's it's a setback. It's, I mean, shoot, I it, I mean it's a lot of people's lives have been turned upside down and it's, it's, I feel so bad for our friends that are the road crew guys and people that work at the venues and stuff like that, yeah. that were just flat out of a job. And, you know, I, I, for fortunate that we were able to scrap and find work elsewhere. And, you know, we got buddies that have, you know, companies and stuff that we were able to go get jobs at and, you know, get on through and pay the bills and everything. And, and we all have families and stuff like that. So, I mean, we were fortunate that we didn't get swallowed up or anything, but yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot of people that I know close to me that haven't, haven't been doing so well. And it's, it's, a, it's a huge bummer. Yeah. Well, I know that as it, as it is, you know, the, the music industry, you the, with, you know, with iTunes and all that stuff, like record sales, you know, that whole thing. And like actually seeing money back from like sales, it's, almost non-existent, but there's, no, there's, there's yeah, still, I, 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 so once we, once we started really doing this ourselves and then I, I, I dove into, uh, distributing, uh, digital distribution uh, for ourselves. And then I realized like, Oh, so I seen what the actual numbers were. Cause you know, we always were like, Oh man, are we getting cheated or whatever? Yeah. You know, we have, we got over a million plays and blah, blah, blah. And is our record label cheating us? And it's like, no, mm-hmm. no, that's how much you really don't get paid anything. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, we don't play yeah. music for, uh, for for the money. <laughs> you know, back in the day, it was yeah. like, I just wanted to be a rock star. And then we're like, yeah, okay. I, but. I, I saw a meme online uh, not too long ago that uh, touring bands are, are actually just traveling t-shirt, t-shirt salesmen. And I was like, yeah, oh, that pretty couldn't, much. Be, it couldn't be any more. It couldn't be any more true. Yeah. Um, well, every time you guys came through, I like bought like shirts because I mean, one, I love your artwork, 
And it's always like, oh, I want that one, and I want this one. They definitely the, had quite a quantity or different oh, yeah. various designs going on there. It's like they had a whole like, I don't know, like cubby hole full of t-shirts. I've never seen any of that. Yeah, the big road case. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Well, it, it kind of the, the we we started stacking up various designs because we'd be we'd be circling around the, to the, the regions so often that we would have leftover stock, but then make new designs uh, coming back to that region. So we'd have old stock and then new stock, and then repeat, repeat, repeat until yeah. we'd end up having like a board of fifteen different T-shirts. Or yeah. <laughs> and then you have your budget band, and I'm like, oh, let me check out what's in here too. I'll grab some of these. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Those. Yeah. Where it's like the. Yeah. We would make the garage sale bin where we only had like you know oddball sizes or you know a couple of each thing, and mm-hmm. so we were like, I'll just throw it in the garage sale bin. Everyone loves garage sales. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember my friend. Uh, I. I. I believe I turned you guys on to her because she had made some uh, dresses or something out of your like yeah. leftover stuff. Yep, I remember that. I was just talking to her recently about that. She was like, yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> it was like a rush job too. Cause you were like something got, I think got canceled and then you had to show up earlier. So she's like fucking busting out <laughs> like little yeah, like, skirts I or something. I, I do remember that. Yeah. She was like, yeah, those guys are pretty fucking awesome. Man. They, they, I even got paid and I'm like, holy shit. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> So I wanted to get uh, just uh, like before we get into the record stuff, I wanted to touch base with uh, Chris because he um, he's the main one of the pretty much the main reason why you guys would come down to our little area, our little hole in the wall. Yeah. And he said he has a really good story about how he met you guys. And the story goes like this. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I had a mutual friend with Eric. Uh she was talking about this band, Coffin Cats, which I wasn't familiar with. I wasn't the biggest, like, Billy fan, Rockabilly, Psychobilly. My, the two bands that I knew of for sure would be, like, the Stray Cats. <laughs> right. Because that was something in my youth. And then the Meteors, like, the direct, the Psychobilly era. And then I was mostly into punk rock. So she mentions this band, the Coffin Cats, and then she knows somebody in it. So I just happened to be uh, deployed in 2004, 2005, and I was already overseas. And while I was deployed, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go see Europe. It's, I'm already on the other side of the world. So I happened to be, I happened to be in Cluj, Napolka. I, I don't know if I said that right, but Romania. And there's this Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. There's a site <laughs> called Polestar, which I've been using since like the dawn of the, the <laughs> internet era, which is 1996. Anyway, it tells me who's playing where and when. There was only one band listed in that city. In that well, I only checked that city because I happened to be in it, and it was this band that was previously brought up. I don't know if it was within that year or the year before, prior. So, huh, <laughs> what a small world that someone I know just mentioned this band, and then I happened to be on the other side of the world, and that band is playing. And I, <laughs> yep. so I'm watching the show, and I was like, damn, these guys are pretty epic. And the stage show was just like phenomenal. I was just like, I was not expecting that. Uh, I, the music was great, but to see them play with the music with all the energy and I, the, I was just like, whoa, I need to talk to these guys. So here I go. It was the end of the night. The Mr. Fanboy over here already. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, well, my ang- I'm not really... My interaction with bands is differently because I'm like, hey, I put on shows. I know I don't look I do, but I do. <laughs> so <laughs> hey, come through our hey. town. Yeah, I don't go, hey, you guys are my paper band. Could you sign something? <laughs> so no, I go up to uh, Eric and I go... Uh, He's probably looking at me like, well, this guy don't look like everybody else. <laughs> and his English is like on point. 
I go, I go, hey, so we have a mutual friend. So that got his attention. And I mentioned Arlene. She's from North County. And I go, well, anyway, I put, I know her, you know her. We, I put on shows on the Central Coast. So I heard that you guys had played like the year prior or maybe a couple years prior through another promoter. But I think that might have been the first time that you came through. Uh, our yeah, area. it was around 2009 and uh, when you played uh, the Slow Brew. Yeah. Okay. Slow. Yep. Yeah, and that's what I told told you about that because my old band we we opened that show. It was sometime in October of two thousand nine, or I think it was called Downtown Brew by then still. But uh, yeah, that was a pretty awesome show. Well, after I came back yeah, from I, over, I, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I I remember that night in Romania. I think we were equally as excited as you were just because we were like, oh sweet dude, there's an American dude. Here. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're like how random. And then and then when you explained to us uh, how how like you you know you, you weren't able to catch us the first time, and then here randomly we are in Romania. I mean, what's the chances? <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely, it's just like a small world. I mean, that's like, like I proof. was just talking about <laughs> I know. this man. What? Someone just brought this band up to my attention, and here they are in front of me. So now it was just like, yeah. I don't know, fate. I, <laughs> I think that was the night that they carried Ian, because that was when we had Ian playing guitar for yes. us. And I think they carried him off the stage uh, <laughs> like oh, during oh. a solo. They, the, the crowd just picked him up and then <laughs> well, him right off playing. the stage. Oh, nice. We play with wireless packs, so yeah. no yeah. problem. But like, he just disappeared into the, he disappeared into the back Never of the club. Never to see like, him oh, again. Okay. <laughs> You're like, I hear him, but I can't see him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's awesome how was how was that show had you had you uh played that that spot before i believe that was our first time playing in in Cluj. um and uh we we had since gone back to romania uh i think two or three times after that but we haven't been back to romania in, in some time um our last we we did a euro tour two years ago now and um you know, we we definitely plan on going back. There's nothing obviously set right now, right. but um, I don't know. I'd love to go back to Romania, but uh, you know, this is a, who knows what who knows what the future holds right now. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. So I would like to know how was it a, a good? Well, you have your own studio now, right? Well, you, or your own like home base because I think you do get you guys do your own merch, your own like, yeah, you know, shirt so pressing the, and all the, that stuff. The the story with that is um, we we all grew up we all grew up pretty much where we live at now is where we grew up, and um, oddly enough, behind our, uh, Eric, our drummer, behind his uh, behind his house, uh, the street behind his house, there was a there's an there's an old building. And it's a building we nobody ever thinks about. It just there was never anything going on, and I think it was an old doctor's office at one point. Mm-hmm. And um, we had been we had been looking for like a building that we wanted to kind of turn over into like uh, an investment, and also someplace that we could kind of set up a merchandise printing shop because we were getting into doing embroidery and we were looking into buying screen printing equipment and this building uh, came up to be for rent. And so we got talking to the guy that owned it and uh, he, he gave us a really good deal for rent. And then a year later, he ended up uh, working out a really good deal for a land contract. And so we ended up uh, going into the land contract for this building and it's 
three, it's, it's kind of a strip mall type building and it's got three units in it, which we combined them all together now. Oh. And, um, in one of the units, we put a, the screen printing shop and then we, uh, had a, our embroidery shop. And then the other unit was kind of just collecting all the chunk and finally we're like mm-hmm. uh, the, this past year and a half, we were like, Hey, we should do something with this. And it was always kind of our dream to build our own studio. Um, because, you know, we'd go in and spend, uh, spend thousands of dollars on a, on a recording and everything. And finally it was kind of like, we should just take that money that we would spend on a recording and invest it in the equipment. And, and, um, at that particular point in time, it was, it was a good idea, but we didn't have anybody to run. None of us knew how to do it. It was, I always wanted, I always wanted to get into recording, but it was just something where it just, it seems so far out of reach. And I ended up, uh, I ended up in the last three years, uh, four years now, kind of decided to stop wasting my free time on tour, Mm -hmm. not doing anything and actually diving into teaching myself something. And so I dove into audio engineering and, and mixing and everything. And so, yeah, all that studying and all that practicing, uh, led up to this most recent release, <laughs> which is the first, the first release that I've actually recorded for us and mixed. And, uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah. It sounds great. I mean, I was like, shit, this is some top notch stuff or like, you know, being in your own place. Cause I mean, shit, it, the, the technology has you know, changed so much from like, I remember doing my first like demos with my very first band, like right after high school. And we were all excited to get, you know, an, uh, a, a cassette copy that was recorded on like eight ads and stuff like that. And oh yeah. Then the dads. Like and, the first time, my first, my first experience recording back in like high school was on eight at. Yeah. And I just remember, like, I remember being told, all right, you gotta go, go to Guitar Center and you got to get three ADAT tapes. And I'm like, I don't even know what that is, but okay. Yeah. It's like the big VHS <laughs> fucking tapes, right? Just, yeah. yeah. Uh, man, yeah. But, it's all, it's, it's been, it's, it's been a, a wild ride, like seeing technology like come and go. I mean, you know, cassettes are gone, VHS is gone, CDs are gone, you know, kind of, but like nobody's mass producing, but I mean, there's still fans like me. I love, still love CDs. I, I mean, my car still has a CD player, so there's always a CD in there. Yeah. So we actually, we we're, we're in the process and I'm hope I should have them within a month or within two months, at least I should have CD copies of this, um, latest EP as well as uh picture disc vinyl. Oh, and nice. it was, Normally, normally we'd like to kind of put everything out at the same time, yeah. but we were just so excited to get this released out and kind of build it, hopefully build excitement and maybe some sales in the merch store to build up to be vinyl. Unfortunately, is still very expensive. So right. we had to, we had to put the music out to bring the hype to our website to get the sales of the T-shirts and stuff so that we could afford to press the vinyl. And that's we finally hit that peak uh, a few weeks back and we were able to actually place the order and uh yeah we're excited for our first picture disc <laughs> sweet yeah i remember when i've got my first picture just handed to me i was like holy shit wow it's like so much fun i mean I, but yeah i had like i have a few copies of it but i never played them because i didn't have a like, turntable until like last christmas <laughs> so i'm like i can listen to it for the first time 
But um, so tell me about the the recording process. I mean, did you was it fun? Was it like nerve wracking? Because being that you know you're just getting into the like still learning, or you were learning on the spot as well. Uh, it was, it, it actually, it went, and this is something that Tommy and I laugh about. We're like, this, that went way smooth. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, well, I mean, that was the whole reason that we decided to start doing things ourselves is because the nerve wracking was in the past, always like going into a studio and being under the clock yeah. and, you mm-hmm. know, time is money. And that was one of the, one of the, one of the biggest reasons that I really wanted to get in and learn how to, uh, uh, mix and engineer and everything is that I I would write these songs and when we would finally go to the studio I would never be able to properly translate what I wanted out of the song or where I wanted the song to end up hmm. and you know I I get it maybe close but the thing is is that every time we'd have to go in for mix revisions or stuff that would that would cost money yeah and so it was like Finally, I just ended up having to settle, which I mean, I'm, I'm happy with everything we put out, but it, it's not in the past. It was never 100 percent to what I envisioned, but really because I didn't know how to explain like mm-hmm. certain effects and what kind of delays and modulations. I didn't know how to explain things. Right. And so it was kind of like, oh, well, it's, yep, that sounds good enough. That yeah, sounds you good just enough. Live with it. And, then, it. and then every time you hear yeah. that certain part, you're like, fuck, I wish I could have yeah. had this or I wish I could have had that. <laughs> It's, that's exactly it. And so finally, finally, we're able to finally write, uh, we're able to finally create the songs and uh, record them and present them as I originally envisioned them. And or the things that like we all get together and we talk about like the production notes and stuff like that. And I'm able to go, OK, hang on a second. Here we go. Boom, 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 boom. How about this? And so it's it's a really it's a really cool cool feeling to finally be able to do that and um we it, we're so excited about it that we've just been going in and writing more new stuff and we already have like four songs written uh for more new material nice and uh it's i mean that's the other thing too is that it's been such a it's been such a slow slow season and there's no shows going on and and so and work is really slow <laughs> yeah. right now so it's like well might as well go get get into the studio and start creating stuff because yeah once it warms back up i don't know if shows are going to happen but we uh the three of us all work together now at a uh irrigation uh an irrigation company putting sprinklers in mm-hmm. for um our um a lot of people, a lot of people would probably recognize Big Joey, who comes out on the road with us. He um, he started a company back in like 2009, uh, an irrigation sprinkler company, and so we would work with him off and on when we'd be off the road. And, and well, yeah. after 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 last year, I was like, well, it looks like I'm going to be with you full time until yeah. further notice. And, and then Tommy came on board, and Eric came on board, and and so that's what we do now. We're sprinkler men. <laughs> nice, making it rain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome. I, I, well, you know, when when the ground thaws out here, we'll be back to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, everything's quiet now. But I mean, shit. From going to like you know, yeah, you know, some side cash to kind of hold you over until you go back out. That's like perfect. And now it's yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And, and the cool thing too is that he's our he's our he's our like main road dude, mm-hmm. and so like so. It it all it all works out really well that we can we can all work together and also plan shows and stuff around 
around the work and all that. And it's just a, yeah, one way or another, we're all together and working. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So, did you do? Did you do all the tracks? Did you record live, like all together, or did you, did you space it out? We did it. We did it separate. We so um, so. I I, uh, I I demoed everything out. I demoed everything out to find the right BPM, uh, the right tempo, and everything, and then uh, gave the guys the demos. And so Eric, uh, Eric went in and laid the, laid all the drums down for the foundation. And then I came, we did scratch guitar with the drums and then I came in and then laid the bass down. And then finally Tommy came in, laid the guitar down and we did the solos. And then I, uh, I went in and, and did the vocals and, and had the guys come in and do backup vocals and everything. So we did it in a layered process. It just works really well for us. Mm-hmm. We've done albums in the past where we it was live in the studio type thing, but, um, this just worked out, this worked out better doing it this way. Um, just more control over, more control over, uh, editing stuff. And as uh, also, um, getting, getting the three of us together right now, our schedules are so crazy because we are still kind of scrapping around, getting jobs and finding right. stuff where, working where we can. So it's kind of hard to get all of us together at the same time. So I kind of would schedule it be like, Hey, Eric, can I get you in here for two hours to lay down, you know, these two songs and Tommy, can you come in for a little bit and lay this down? Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, that's how we recorded it. And, um, and so we got all the, re- we got all the, uh, tracks down and I said, all right guys, well just let me go bury myself in the hole here for a <laughs> while and I'll come back out with something and we'll see what happens. And, and they were, they were stoked on the mix and, uh, I, uh, I sent it off to uh, Rene uh, Delamorte from the Brains. He does mastering, mm. and uh, I mean he's a he's an amazing mixer in his own right. But he also does uh, awesome mastering, and he just put the finishing polish on it, and we're very happy with it. And yeah, I think that's what, I think that this is the kind of developed a process that we're going to continue to do now, and and hopefully here have some uh, uh, have a lot of songs out here in the next couple of years. Yeah, you're probably gonna have like two albums worth say, of, of stuff by the yeah. time you get out. Be like Guns N' Roses, they put you know, out that double album. Right. <laughs> our our plan our our plan is is that um, we're we're working on some new tracks right now, and our plan is is to every few months put out a couple songs, so mm-hmm. it slowly releases out because. My my feeling these days is that you know it's almost a waste putting out a full length album because of the way that uh, music is consumed now. Everybody has it on their phones and stuff, mm-hmm. and so it's it's way too easy to go. Well, I'm, 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 it's way too easy to start in all excited on an album and then decide, oh, I want to listen to something else. I want to listen to something else, and so you'll find like if you look at like Spotify or iTunes and stuff like that, and you see the most played tracks. Well, uh, albums have like their first three or four songs have the stars next to them, and then that's it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's so we're like, well, it's it's almost a waste to put you know ten or fifteen songs out at a time. So let's just put you know EPs out, or let's put seven inches out with two songs and stuff. So I think we're going to do that from here on out. It's I, just the way that the the, mu- the way the music's consumed now. So kind of a slow release, slow, slow feed. <laughs> yeah, I totally had uh, that note on here because, like, you know, with the the attention span of people nowadays, and because I I just feel like it's either the better to release some singles every you know whatever one or whatever a month or a few weeks, 
or or put out a little EP of like four or five songs here and there because people are just kind of like, eh, you know, they're just they'll listen to you know one track and they'll, they'll run or it's it's it's, like, it's funky and then especially you know if you're putting all the time and money into you know if, if you're actually in studios you know paying all that money and you know nobody really <laughs> is listening to it it's just like oh man or yeah i mean the day the days of the days of saving up the days of saving up your cash and going and buying a cd and ingesting that cd and maybe you didn't like it on the first three plays but by the by the by the tenth time playing it, you're like, "This is actually pretty good." Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that's kind of gone. So, yeah. you know, I think a lot of music now, a lot of bands might be getting passed up because people just like write them off after the first listen, not getting how to not getting them. And because uh, I mean, there's a good portion of my CD collection. I'd go and I'd go buy a CD when I was a kid, and I go, ah, it's not, "I thought it was going to be something different." But then mm-hmm. after a while, I'd be like, oh, "Let's go back to that. Let's go back to that," and end up really liking it. And uh, you know, I, that's just my opinion. Yeah. Some, <laughs> some some albums they have to grow on you a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, but I mean, I've had some stuff that I sat on for years, and then I just like you know shuffle through stuff. I'm like, "Oh, what was this again?" I'm like. Oh shit! This was a badass. Why did I listen to this back then? You know, because I worked. Yeah. I worked at yeah. Tower Records for like seven years, and I used to get so much free shit. And I've had so. I mean, some of the uh, the majority of that was the CD collection. I mean, I still have. And I'm like, oh man, I remember when. Oh shit! And this, I remember having the first fucking Limp Biscuit album for like two years before it broke. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? And I'm like, oh shit! I re- oh, that's that band. Holy shit! <laughs> Yeah, I, I worked at a I worked at a record a local record shop uh, for about a year and a half when I was uh, just out of high school, and I I amassed so many CDs. I still have them and stuff, and and it's funny to go back because I can see the stickers on the certain CDs. Mm-hmm, there's yeah. stickers on the CDs that came from that, and just looking what I picked up back then, and and uh, I was like, oh, I had I had pretty I had pretty widespread taste back then too, huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was the biggest metalhead, but I'm like, I can't just be metal all the time. And it was just like a little this, a little that, a little. It should like my taste spreads out like for so many different things because it just has to be that way. You know? Diversity. That's what well, I, I, yeah. I think. I think with maturity, you realize like music, music is meant for is meant to set the mood or amplify the mood, and you start to realize like. Oh, I should really branch out to other styles of music and realize that life is so much better when you come to accept that there are other forms of music and that it it can actually make your life better. Yeah. You know, depending upon what mood you're in. You know, so sometimes you might be in a punk rock mood, and you know what? Sometimes you might be in a country mood, and then other times yeah. you might be in a hip hop. Totally. You know? <laughs> yeah, I'll be like going nuts at work. I'm like, fuck, I got so get got to get a shit ton of done. So I'm like, all right, headphones on. All right, Slayer. <laughs> you know, putting yeah. on some Slayer. I'll, I'll, ah! Yeah, I'll tell you what. If if Tommy, if say Tommy and I are working in the shop and we were we were printing t-shirts or whatever and we were near being done and it was a friday we throw the doggy style new yeah. dog album on nice. and it was just that always set the tone for like it's a good day <laughs> keeping <laughs> it gangster yeah so uh let me get us get into the album uh, or the record 
Um, I'm going to call it right because I just love calling records. Um, yeah, I, you know, I use album and record interchangeably. Yeah, I, I'm like, <laughs> I always like have. Record. I'm going to talk about it. So, uh, is there a concept? Tell us about this. Like this, this record. Is there a concept behind it? I mean, the album or well, the title alone is. You know, there's there's no title track, but is there a story that you that you put into this? Uh, the, the phrase, you can't take it with you. It's just a phrase that I always, I, I would always say like, you know, I, I don't get why people are so stingy with certain things. You can't take it with you when you're dead, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It was just always a phrase that I say. And, uh, I didn't have any title for this collection of songs. And I was like, well, you know what? And I, I got the album cover artwork from a, a buddy of ours, and I was like, eh, you know, that I guess that title and that artwork kind of go together, and what the hell? Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> the, a good a good majority of Coffin Cat lyrics and, and themes and stuff is all just stuff that kind of happens. Like, it, I, I go with just my gut reaction and first impulse and just say, okay, cool, like like the party time and the end times. That's, that's a title that popped into my head, and I was mm -hmm. like, stick with it. It works. And like, even when it comes to writing lyrics and stuff, like I've had people come up and want to really like get in and try to decipher the lyrics and stuff. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> let me, I was like, let me let you in on something. What I do, what I do is it used to be a pen and paper and now it's a keyboard, but I just, I sit down mm -hmm. and I loop, I loop the song over and over and over just be without anything in it. And I just let my brain just do word salad and yeah. type out what comes, you know, That's and it, it, somehow things kind of, they kind of always seem to come together. And, and I just try to make sure that it's like words or lines that I haven't used in the past too much. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I try to make sure it's hopefully original. And, uh, but at the same time, I'm like, is it catchy? Is this, you know, I, 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 I it's, it's a weird balance of if I think too hard about it, But, then it's not going to be good. Mm -hmm. If it comes organically, then 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 stick with it, even if it doesn't seem to make sense. And that's how it's always been with with songwriting for us. Um, if it's something, if there's a song that it's like, oh, we'll come back to that, we'll come back to that. It's not working right now. We usually just throw it right away because it means we're thinking too hard about it. Most of the songs that we have are songs that just they just happened. Uh -huh. You know, it'd be like, Tommy, Tommy, give me a chord progression. He gives me a chord progression or, and, and I'm like, okay, da, 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 da. I can work with that. Cool. And that's how we write a song. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've had, I've done the same thing for, for years, just like get the, the, the basic layout for a song and, you know, down and I just like play it in like my headphones or in the car and I just mumble a bunch of nonsense, you know, while I'm yep. driving and usually on the way to work or on the way back. And I'm like, mm -hmm, yeah, the, the old mm -hmm, him type deal. And, uh, so and, a, a, a funny, a funny thing that I would do is, uh, back, back when the band was getting going, the, the early years, We, uh, Tommy and I worked at a, a carpet cleaning company and the hum of the, uh, the hum of the carpet cleaning machine would be like in the key of uh, G or A or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I would actually like hear that hum and then a, uh, a song melody would come to me from that hum. And so nice. like a lot of our stuff would come from that kind of like that just randomly would pop into my head and I'd be like, Oh, save that, save that, save that. And now 
working with the irrigation company, the hum of the uh, trench machine that we use also does that to me, where I'll like have to run away and grab my phone and mm-hmm. get a voice memo and go da 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 or whatever I was hearing because it was triggered by the hum of that machine. It's it's weird, but yeah, I'm totally with you. I'm totally with you on the do da da thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm in my, my phone. Oh, it's like just packed with little bits of like mm-hmm, or the dun 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 dun. dun. <laughs> that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that's what I find. That's what that's. I mean, that's how those songs. The that's how the tracks on the the EP were done. Is basically me sitting down and going, oh, I should really write. I should really start writing some music. And so that was like back in October. And uh, I would just open up my phone and randomly pick one of the thirty, you know, thirty saved things I have, and I would randomly pick it and go, Can I work with that? And then, uh, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, that. So really, all of those came from random doodadas. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, one of those tracks on there, Murderized. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, yep. That's like my favorite track right now. I mean, I'm I'm loving it. Um, it just, like, I think, that, is that the first one you kind of released, the, the teaser, and just kind of, I think there was. I, I think this is, so the there's the the Eloise's Ghost and Go for Bad. Those were uh two songs that we had previously recorded. Right. Yeah. Um but I wanted to give those a, a a more proper release and but I also wanted to have the sound of those be consistent. So technically I guess those would be the first tracks that came out but then yeah Myrtle Eyes we had kind of a teaser of that. And uh Is there a story behind that? That's a track. Uh, no, it was a, I, I was think I was just goofing around on the guitar and, and, uh, I, uh, I'm a, I'm a big Pantera fan mm-hmm. and I came up with the, that riff that I was like, Oh, it kind of reminds me of Cowboys from Hell. I was like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, it stuck. <laughs> well, the, uh, the, well, the, the name alone, it just, uh, it threw me back. I was like, Oh shit. It's like the old scrappy dude. Come on. I'll murderize you. <laughs> yeah. Yep, <laughs> and I'm like, yep. fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I actually came up with the, uh, I came up with the title and the music and everything before I had any words. So I was like, Oh, Hmm. I have to figure out what I'm going to do to make this title work. <laughs> yeah. A lot of but times. Normally, normally it's always the music. The music always comes first. Right. I, I don't ever just go, I'm going to write poetry today and see if I can put music to it. No, that, that's <laughs> impossible for me to do. I, I have to, uh, I have to have the music first because the music then inspires the do da da. And then the do da da inspires the actually forming it into words. Right. I got into the habit of, naming all my riffs just like music riffs and like guitar riffs and we're like it'll this will be you know this and it'll be that and sometimes um i'll use that title to help me write the song maybe maybe it has a meaning of this or that and sometimes it does it works sometimes it doesn't but or i'll just completely change it all together but I'm yeah, just like sometimes, some, sometimes inspiration just comes right out of the ether, yeah. and you're like, "Well, I guess it was just meant to happen." Yeah, I've had songs <laughs> that I've been able to write in like five minutes, and then some that took me like three years to fucking write because yeah. it just didn't didn't come. It wasn't ready. It wasn't ready. And then there was one song, uh, it was the Bunker Club song, which was um, uh, no oh shit, it's escaping my mind. But it was uh, I had that music done for like a good three years or so and i didn't know what to do with it It was like i just couldn't figure anything out and then a friend of mine who had like a bad breakup 
started telling me all this, you know, stuff was going on, and I just ended up writing about her breakup, <laughs> and it worked. Oh, there you, there you uh, oh, it's called Weight of the World. So that's that's on our uh, EP. But yeah, it was. I was like, holy shit! Like, it, and it came quick. Like, I wrote that thing in almost five minutes, and it and it's almost, I think it's almost like a five minute song. One of my punk rock anthem <laughs> anthems, you know. But uh, I I totally get it, man. Sometimes it comes, sometimes it doesn't. It's all about the inspiration. Something out there affected you, and you're like, oh shit, I could put this to words, yeah. and now I got a song out of it. There's one song I wrote that uh, it was about the the last time I hung out with all my my friend, my little circle of friends back in uh, uh, nineteen. Well, it was it was ninety eight. It was New Year's. It was about to be nineteen ninety nine. It was the last day that I hung out with all my crew, and then after that, everybody just kind of like disappeared. They all went their separate ways. And I just wrote this thing and I put it to music and I can't play it without crying. <laughs> it's a weird thing. I just get choked up because I just instantly like my mind goes right to that that moment where like I remember everything that was happening that day and who was drunk and <laughs> who's like, you know, we painted well, yeah, our I, people's you, well, I mean, music, uh, songs can be the perfect time travel device. Yeah. You really can, you can, there's certain songs that you can put on and it'll take you right back to a time and a place, you know, you've, you know, way back in your childhood or, mm-hmm. or a good memory of, you know, it's, it's amazing the, the power of music. And there, there are certain songs that I can put on and it can just take me right back to being like a freshman in high school or, you know, like, yeah. or a kid on the playground even. <laughs> songs you, you know? haven't heard in for like years and years and then you hear it and you know every word and you're like, fuck yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It definitely do serve as some kind of trigger, good or bad. I mean, it would just, yeah, your mind just instantly goes like, oh, damn, <laughs> I remember this. This is still fresh in my head. I just needed something to bring it back to life. Yeah. So with the uh, with the release, um, so before uh, all the, uh, the, you know, the physical copies and all this stuff, the cool thing you guys are doing, uh, which I took advantage of, <laughs> was that you were basically – you had that um, post out there saying, you know, if you buy some of the merch from the new record, like a T-shirt or this or that, we'll give you the uh, the, the songs for free, the, like the download uh, of the EP for free. I was like, oh, sweet, but I'm going to buy it anyway and get a shirt because I, well, I just want to support, you know. And uh, and that that's and that's awesome and that's much appreciated. Uh, I mean the way the way that we look at it is, um, you know, once once you put your, I mean, given the technology today, as soon as you put your song out there, it might as well be for free because there's yeah anybody can now copy it and and then email it or text it over to their friends or whatever. So the way we look at it is like music releasing music now for us. Well, one we we do it because we love we love writing music we love making music and mm-hmm. performing music and also we want people to know that we're still in it and trying to stay like hey we're, we're still very much here <laughs> you know here here's some new music here we are um but also it, it was it, you know it's a vehicle to bring up the attention to like hey you know we're not on tour right now but here's our here's our website and mm-hmm. you know if you can come on in and check our website out and maybe purchase some stuff from our you know our digital merch stand and uh, that helps uh, that helps pay the bills because we still very much have that building we invested in. <laughs> we we still very much have mortgages and bills for that, right. and 
You know, I mean, it, it's, uh, I mean, we are, we are far from being the only ones, uh, you know, the people within the music industries that rely upon, you know, being able to play at clubs and go out on the tour their lives have been yeah. turned upside down. Yeah. I mean, they, it's, I, this is a, I feel like I'm in a completely different world right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Getting, getting into that whole thing with the 2020, cause it was just a disaster for, for bands, for their entertainment industry just like i missed seeing live music and and being able to play i mean i had one of my my first show with my new lineup got canceled because of this whole shit i'm like son of a bitch you know oh, yeah. yeah i think i had something to do with that so <laughs> well not intentionally right so with a band like like you guys who that's your job you go out you play all the time and you come back and you know selling the merch and like how i mean i guess we've seen how it but how does it really impact you you know like what do you really feel how do you really feel about this whole thing you know well it's 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 weird like i I talked i talked to tommy and and ebal about it i'm like this is weird like this is the longest like we've been a band for over 18 years now and this is the longest we've gone without ever playing a show Right. And it's just, it just feels really, really weird because I mean, I've, I've eat, sleep and breathe coffin cats. It's, right. it's, that's, that's where my mindset had always been. And, and now it's just kind of like, well, it's, it's, it's taken from you and you don't have right. anything. You don't have an option from it. I mean, the, the being able to perform, I should say, I mean, obviously nobody can take your band away from you, but um, being able to perform and do what you just, automatically know how to do yeah. you know it's like i it's yeah i mean we can all survive without it no problem but it's it's something that that we made a conscious effort when we were uh, a conscious decision when we were young like when we were like 20 years old to say this is what we believe in and this is what we're mm-hmm. going to go you know go forth with with you know guns full blazing and that's something that we did for 18 years and just to have it just immediately halt with and it wasn't our decision, you know. Yeah, no <laughs> and, control and, over. Believe it. me, I, I I'm not I'm not one. You know, it's like I I get things happen for a reason, and shows can't happen for the the you know what I would like to hope is that it's you know keeping people safe and all that. And I understand all that. It, yeah. It's just it. You know, I I at least have the I have I can say it sucks. <laughs> you know, that I I'm gonna I can gripe about it that way, but. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's if it if it really is helping save people from getting sick and you know helping save lives, then so be it. I got a question. So, do you think this year is shot for you? You're thinking maybe you'll go back on the road next year, or do you think by a slim chance that the vaccines are going to be like full fledged all over the states and possibly live entertainment is going to kick off again? Are you guys like planning we, some kind of route? We. I, I, I can speak for the guys when I say that, you know, we, we are looking, we are looking to book, um, for the fall or, um, looking to do something in the fall time, but that we're really just looking and like seeing what's out there just so if things do open up, you know, there's going to be a mad rush for, there's going to be a right. mad rush for bands that yeah. want to play. So we're getting out there, <laughs> we're, we're throwing our hat and saying, Hey, if, if this is a possibility, we're ready to rock. Cause um, I'm, I'm but lying. we're not we're not holding we're not holding our breath. 
Oh, uh, I was going to say, uh, yeah. on my end, I was trying to be proactive and reach out to bands and be like, I got venues. But it's it's kind of like a toss-up. The bands are like not really, they're kind of leery about the whole thing. And then the venues are like kind of leery about the whole thing. I mean, I could pencil stuff in and if the date comes and yeah. nothing's happening. We're, it, mm-hmm. we're actually looking at, we're looking at California as the, as the mark. Um, as far as if Cal- when California opens up and allows shows to happen, that means that we're going to be good to go to, to, to play everywhere else. So, mm-hmm. you know, like we keep our eyes on California as far as once we see that you guys are having shows out there and bands are playing and everyone's cool with it, you know, nobody's like, oh, you're doing super spreader events and shit yeah, like that. Right. Then, then we, then we know like, Hey, all right, cool. It's let's, let's get back out there. It's good to go. Um, Nice. You know, but um, if it doesn't, you know, at this point, if there's no shows this year either, it doesn't surprise us. <laughs> you know? mm. uh, are you trying, are you at all going to try to like, you know, there's the, the bandwagon of the whole streaming, the stream shows and stuff. Are you interested we, in trying to do that at all? So we, we, we were doing, and it's something that we do plan on doing again here. We just haven't been able to get it all together since uh, the studio uh, re- recording and everything. But we were doing like live in the studio stuff where we can do like five or four or five songs and pre-record it and then put it out on our YouTube channel. Yeah, and, so those. Uh, those are cool. Those are that's probably, fun. That's, that's, that's probably the most that we're going to do with that. I mean... Not as in like to, sell tickets. To do a live like streaming a, a thing, night, yeah. the best the best live streaming thing that we could do would be like live from the studio. And I'm like, that's not really that fun for us. Right. Like, like we, we, it's our the the way to see us and the way that we perform at our peak and do our best job is on stage. That's what we know how to do. Yeah. I don't know how to stand in a room with headphones on and smile for the camera mm. where there's no there's no people in front of us. It's just it's fake for us. Yeah, and that's my favorite we all way to feel, do it. <laughs> we we feel weird doing it, and we're just like, you know what? I it's awesome that the bands that can do it and pull it off, and it sounds awesome and everything. It's just I don't think we could pull it off. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather be playing yeah, is, for we're, like we're the too, fucking bartender. We're, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, we we've definitely done our shows where we play in front of like one or two people, but you, you just hey, we're on stage, we know what we're doing, and, and yeah. hit hit the play button, let's do it, you know. And, and uh, but yeah, putting cameras in front of us and stuff like that, and, <laughs> and having and just trying to perform for the cameras, just it's it's weird. We're 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 just we get really awkward. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, thank you all. Uh, <laughs> put a roof full of cutouts. Look at that light over there. Us with, if we tried doing an actually like live stream thing, knowing our luck, it would we'd screw something up, and it would actually like cut out like a minute in, and we do the whole set <laughs> and just come back and go, oh. Hey guys, it didn't record. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't push play or the, yeah. This wasn't yeah. on. The, or, the or, best or, we or ever Wi-Fi, sounded. Our Wi-Fi went down. Yeah. <laughs> Son of a bitch! <laughs> All right. Well, I'm definitely, uh, definitely a big fan of this record, and that's why I was like, I, I have to buy this, and even if, it, uh, even if they're giving a free one, because I was like, I got two files. All right, cool, you know. But uh, I'm definitely a fan of this record. It's you could definitely tell it was like, like a lot of fun, great energy. Um, do you have? Is a, are you a horror fan? Yeah, I mean, I. Uh 
I don't, I can't say I've seen any horror movies recently. I mean, I, I'm more of a, a fan of like the '80s slashers and stuff like that, just because that's what I kind of grew up with, yeah, staying up perfect. late at night and watching and stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I I'm a fan of all movie genres except for I don't really watch that many drama movies. <laughs> yeah. So, because um, I, I tend to like, I want to throw in like you know just a bunch of music and horror stuff. But as for horror, do you have any road horror stories? to share uh i mean there's who like bad experiences like stuff that just like what the fuck and you know all right well i hear you know it's funny i uh here's something i can relate to that is that i was checking transmission fluid the other day (laughs) and the smell of transmission fluid now will forever bring back memories of we were in Florida and we had a motor home and it blew the transmission out. And so we got it fixed and the guys that fixed it did a really crap job on it. So the transmission kept blowing a seal and every time we were driving and I'd smell transmission fluid, it would mean that the rear yoke seal of the transmission blew out and we were losing fluid. Mm -hmm. And so I would have to crawl under there and have like, burning hot transmission fluid because i'm i was i'm like the only one that like in the band for some reason that knows how to work on things <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. so i'd be the one that was under there hammering this seal back into place and uh yeah that was so i i like have like i like, have like ptsd from smelling <laughs> transmission fluid from from just just like we'd be we we would be in because we took that from florida to, to washington and uh, Washington State, and that's finally where the transmission got fixed properly. Mm-hmm. But that whole that whole run from Florida to Washington was just like, you guys smell that? You guys smell that? Oh, and, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and so, so yeah, like I just remember like being in uh, being on the side of a mountain and like nothing around for miles, and we had like one quarter of like transmission fluid left, and being under there going, and we're this is it, we're gonna this tour is going to be over with we're going to get stranded <laughs> out here and, uh, <laughs> and, wow. and then finally finally we actually did get stranded in the middle of wyoming and uh we had to get like a 200 mile tow or something like that. it was obnoxious it was still oh man like i still have it, it's i'm still like man how did we get through some of these things <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and uh yeah my like when it comes to like, when I think of road, like the horror stories, like for us, our biggest fear was always like vehicle breakdown because mm-hmm. uh, you, you drive across country and you'll be out in the middle of the desert. And we had, we had one time where we were leaving Las Vegas and it was so hot that it, it, it made the tire, uh, one of the tires on our trailer rupture. And Ooh. fortunately we had another spare and then the other tire, the other old trailer tire ruptured because the the the, the road was the highway was so hot, mm-hmm. and uh, so we had to actually like leave the we left the trailer on the side of the highway with Tommy, oh. and so he's out there like he's out there like picture like Wiley e. Coyote and like you know oh, like man. skeletons, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, he, we just left him out there. So he had this goofy looking dude standing next to a band trailer full of equipment. Like left him out there for like four hours. With going, the giant well, I, mohawk. Here's some beer from the cooler, and uh, you know, hope you don't die. We'll be back whenever we can be back. Oh so, shit! You guys just took of off course, walking. Like, it was a. 
Yeah, it was like a mm-hmm. Sunday afternoon and stuff. So like going and trying to find trailer tires that fit, you know, at one exit was impossible. So we ended up going like, you know, a hundred miles down the road to Damn. finally get tires and get back and go. And this was, you know, this was back when we had like Nokia phones and, uh, you yeah. know, Tommy's battery died. And uh, you know, it's just, I, I just think about those things, man. Like, how did we, how did we get out of all that? But yeah, yeah we did. And, and, and we missed very, very few shows. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm happy to say. I remember a mini bus in the past that you guys would roll in through town with. I don't know if you guys are still using it as a primary vehicle. Yeah, we that was a it was a airport shuttle bus that we had gotten, uh, and we ended up uh, gotten it out and we put like IKEA bunk beds in, and nice. uh, yeah, <laughs> they were just kind of just hanging out in there. I mean, if we would have gotten into an accident, we'd be all dead. Because <laughs> I remember I'd be like, "You guys yeah. need a room? Nah, we're good." I'm like, "Okay, yeah. <laughs> plenty of space." Yeah, we're good. Like, I think that's where, like, yeah. when you had the the creep show come play, they had one as well, one of those little shuttle buses. <laughs> yeah. So I remember yep. uh, a good uh, uh, a good time that we had when uh, one of the when I when you guys came down. It was already a few years ago, which is like time fucking flies, but. You guys came out to uh, to our little neck of the woods. We played out here in San Maria yep. and Paso, <clears throat> and like my band, we were like opening up for you guys. I'm like, "Do you guys got a place to crash?" And my family was out of town. So I was like, "Hey, just fucking stay at my house." And <laughs> yeah, I was okay, like, "Yeah, I remember I came back and stayed at your place." Yep. Yeah, like we were just like yeah, just bring fucking bring the you know the the well, you had the van with the, the huge ass trailer. And stuff and you're just like yeah just park it up and you go we you go hang out play shows come back and then start watching the walking dead and it's like i have a photo <laughs> of like everybody just kind of laid out and uh watching like the walking dead and just like it was you and like johnny was playing with you guys johnny k was playing with mm-hmm. you guys then um but it was funny it was just like a trip because I was like, oh man, I, I got this after that experience. Since then, I was like, man, I should totally open like this little, like fucking, like punk rock fucking, you know, like bed and breakfast or in and out, like a like a crash spot where you like you just come fucking like after your show or check in, <laughs> you know, shower, eat, gym, maybe jam or something, have a jam room and then fucking take off. But um, yeah. So like with with us with us, I mean, there's. I, I mean, I remember our first tours meeting meeting people that those people still come out to our shows to this day, and so we like we've developed like these two decade long relationships with some people, and you know like when we're in town, it's just kind of natural. Like oh, well, we're in this city, okay, yep, we go to so and so's house, and when we're in this city, we go to so and so's house, and and that was just always how it was because there's no. There wasn't any like, yeah. There was no budget for motels or things like that, and I mean that mm-hmm. was like a last resort if we absolutely had to. If it was like you know like twenty below and we couldn't sleep in the van because it was either it was either friends' houses or Walmart parking lots because Walmart's right. across the country would you could be a transient and stay in the parking lot without getting messed with. Um, right. it, it most I know California has different rules for their Walmart yeah. parking lots, but um, California has but a rule for other everything. Places, <laughs> yeah most most other places you could just hang out there and be like oh it's three o'clock four o'clock in the morning and i'm kind of hungry and, <laughs> and uh everything was closed but let's go in and get some let's go get some snacks at walmart <laughs> well you guys are welcome to crash here anytime you guys hit california i got a bigger house nice big backyard we have rv parking just in case <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, well, we'll be be in the in an RV. We, yeah so these days what we do 
what we do now, and I mean, I, I hope it's all still there. We haven't checked on it in a while, but we have a storage unit in Las Vegas, and that's where I have an extra base, and we have some extra amps and oh, a drum nice. kit. And so we keep a back line uh, out in Vegas. So what we do, if we're going to do a West Coast run, we'll fly out we'll fly out to Vegas because those are the cheapest flights from yeah. uh, Detroit. And uh, we'll get a rental van and then take all the van, take all the seats out of the van, throw it in the storage unit, and load mm-hmm. up the van with the equipment, and uh, and that's that's our that's our tour van for the couple weeks that we're out. And then uh, get back and put seats back in and and pretend like we never took them out because you're I guess you're not supposed to do that and uh, and get back on a plane and go home. <laughs> well, make sure you're still paying that fucking storage bill so I don't. See your gear up on fucking storage wars. One of these yeah, things. Yeah, I just seen an email a few days ago that it it, it, it comes auto. It, it gets auto paid. Yeah. So that way, that way, <laughs> we said it like that. So one of <laughs> one of us would forget to do it. That would be sure. quite a show to watch. Oh, <laughs> I know like, those hey. guys. It's like that looks that <laughs> yeah. looks like big space. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It would be our luck that I'd be watching that that <laughs> storage wars or whatever. I'd shit if I'd seen this. <laughs> Let's flip up the thing, and I'm like, "Oh, that's my pace." Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I just to get back to my 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 last thing is like when you guys stayed with me, I the reason why I say like these guys are the hardest working band because you guys when uh you stayed with me uh, like for those two days, I got to watch you guys work. Like you know, at the end of the night, everybody come you know hung out and crashed and. Next day, everybody was showered, made everybody breakfast and stuff. But then everybody kind of split off. So there was like one guy was like on the laptop, you know, kind of trying to schedule stuff. You were like doing another thing and like Johnny was doing another thing. And like you were, I think one of you guys was setting up like an interview for like the next town you were going to. And I'm like, look at these motherfuckers. These dudes are fucking pro right here. And they're just like, they, well, they know what's up. He- yeah, that was that was one thing we 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 kind of discovered over the years was uh, making a three piece work is give each person in the band has their own job to do. Right. And uh, when it's on the road, it's one thing, and when we're home, um, like my job has been basically in charge of getting the merchandise taken care of, and now also recording us but uh like tommy handles all if you order something from us tommy does all of the uh tommy does all of the uh packing and he ships everything out mails everything he take he takes care of all the orders and then eric um does more of the management stuff and as far as like booking shows and, and i mean obviously that's not going on right now but um he does handles the financial stuff and all that and so yeah we we split it up so that we're, we don't have a manager. We, we've just always been self-managed and it's just, you know, making, just distributing the duties out. Yeah. That's cool. I'll I'll be shooting him a text shortly. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, what are you doing? So I'd like to share another memory. So, uh, all Sullivan's was a location. I don't know if you play there multiple times, but I, I at least remember one time that you play there and Josh, the owner had this back room and he was supply. Uh, liquor because he was only selling beer and wine and I think that's all he was licensed for so he had this whole tub of liquor and you guys <laughs> are playing and it's the end of the night and my peers know that I don't drink like next to never but then you guys would be like damn you got all this booze or hey Chris come have a shot with us I'm like well you can't say no to the coffee guys. I mean <laughs> they're, they're allowing me was to hang the, out uh, with them so I mean I, was, 
was that the pickle juice night? Oh, possibly. But I know <laughs> for the longest time you guys were all about the Jameson, so I was making sure that was always yeah. There. So yeah, but that's where we learned about pickleback. Was at that show <laughs> or at that venue? Yeah, where you you take you take the shot of Jameson and then you have a shot of pickle juice, and it it's supposed to make it go down smoother. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. So we started doing yeah. So we started doing pickleback shots like. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So yeah, I mean, uh, no, it was good times. That. I mean, these are the memories that we share. So I mean, <laughs> well, I got a jar of pickles, and I'm gonna have to go get <laughs> yeah, me some Jameson. Let's do this. And, uh, you, and I'll drink to you I, guys it, every time. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it, you know what? It works. <laughs> I can say that at least. It's kind of gross, but it works. Oh man. <laughs> Well, shit, They'll man. clean you out one way or the other. <laughs> <laughs> clean your system, shit. <laughs> well, Vic, man, thank you so much for for hanging out and uh, for doing pleasure. this and being on the uh, the inaugural <laughs> release. Absolutely, yeah. Thank you. It, it, you know, one, it's great to talk to you and catch up with you. But uh, thank you for having me on. And uh, you know, uh, I wish you the best of luck with uh, with the podcast. That's uh, our. Um, I will say when we're out on the road, it, you know, it, people probably picture us jamming different records all the time and blah, blah, blah. But it's, it's like now it's talk radio. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's podcast. Yeah, like, a that's lot what of we podcasts. listen to. Like, uh-huh. Yeah. That's been a you know, like, thing for uh, people. Like it's murder pretty therapeutic. Podcast and, yeah. yeah. Like we, that's, that's what we listen to because you, you, you just get pulled right into listening to people talk about whatever. And before you know it, that, that four to six hour road trip is gone, flying by. <laughs> Sucks getting older, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. You good? I got anything, Chris? I'm just I, just along I, for the ride. I didn't know how much this uh, promotion things kept me busy. Like I'm always on the road, like slinging flyers at different shows and hanging stuff all over the place. And now I sit on my couch and think, damn, I really miss these shows because I feel like a well, I'm serving my country, but I feel like I had I, I was able to multitask myself. But dang, having that out well, of the picture in t- entirely is just it's a bit of a culture shock, and people well, are dying for shows. Yeah, Chris, I, I can say one thing is uh, is uh, if if every if every promoter who if every promoter who called themselves a promoter was like you and d- did the actual promoting job like you you did. Because I remember you, you would be out and you'd be pushing other shows, and you were do, you were doing what a promoter is, what a promoter is, actually does. And there's so many people now that can just start a Facebook page or whatever mm-hmm. and call themselves a promoter, but they don't do shit. And yeah. uh, you know, I, I wish if 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 every promoter was like you, the 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 scene itself would be so much stronger. And the shows themselves would be so much stronger, uh, but you know, you're I, 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 you're 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 like the last of a dying breed of the mm-hmm. original promoters that would actually make up flyers and go out there and, and distribute them. So you are you're you're a plus in our book. Thank you, sir. Yeah, if we didn't get fucking you know get fines for fucking putting flyers <laughs> up on fucking yeah. like lampposts yeah. and fucking all that shit because that's what we just used to do back in uh back in new york you know it was just we just roll up and that. just with a staple gun or fucking you know big rolls of tape and we just it was like the any any like construction zones you got those boardwalk oh the fucking lampposts the fucking mailboxes yeah. um the uh what we we would do the um what was it like the the kind of like that little sign area for the train stations when you're going down, when it tells you what line it is, like, right there, anywhere you can stick them. 
But this guy's stuff, I mean, his flyers show up everywhere. This guy, he was like, oh, yeah, I'm down in Cabria, and I'm rolling out yeah. to this place, and I'm rolling to Santa Barbara. And, and he would, like, hit any big show that was happening, and he'd be right outside. Here you go. When they're coming out, here yep. you go, here you go, here you go, flyers. Yep. <laughs> Man. I would have a couple, like, venue owners yelling at me because I'm, like, cross-promoting but i was like you know what i don't see any signs anywhere i'm not breaking any laws so beat it yeah. hey man these people are leaving <laughs> fuck you, you i know, know that's what i'm saying but, yeah i'm a public domain buddy he's everywhere you had that little that little zippy car or you just take off and you were always on the road that's what i'm saying i was like all over california well the central coast for sure like all the surrounding counties and stuff like that so, and wherever <laughs> there was a show that would be like people coming out that would be interested in this kind of music boom i was so that's who you want to market to. That's who you want to get. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm I'm of the opinion that people would always remember a flyer in their pocket versus a, a Facebook post or a MySpace post or whatever. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I can, uh, you know, it's funny. I, uh, I can, I have like bins, I have bins full of posters because every time we play a show or whatever, I'd always like take a poster just as a, a souvenir from the show and everything. Yeah. And it seems like in the last, you know, in the last 10 years, uh, th- that those bins, they don't fill up as fast because <laughs> mm-hmm. it used to be, I just get, I'd come home with stacks and stacks yeah. of posters from tour. Now it's, now it's like, well, it's the only poster hanging up is the poster that we mailed out. If, if we're that lucky that right. they actually even opened up the mail and hung it up. <laughs> yeah. Venues. I mean, I don't know if venues really are even doing much promotion. I remember when no. playing one show, I was on uh, this little tour and we showed up to the spot in Jersey and, there was like nobody there. We're like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, what's going on? Like, where, where's like the posters? Where the advertising? Anything? And so we played for like the bartender, the sound guy, and <laughs> it would be on their marquee. And, and, was the, and the other, of- and the other bands that were with us, <laughs> we were like, fuck yeah. We were like so pissed, but so we were that mad that we played like the tightest fucking set ever. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but you know, it, it it happens, and you know you. We we just just decided, you know, fuck it. You know, it doesn't matter if there's like fucking one person, twenty or fucking hundred. Like, just go balls out and just go have fun no, with that's, it because that's, that's what we're there to that's, do, that's, right? That's exactly it, and that's it's that's. I try to tell, I it, you know, I, it feels weird. Like it feels weird to be like old enough of a band that other bands like come up to you for advice and stuff. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm still trying to figure this whole thing out. But the one thing that I try to leave, uh-huh. the one thing that I try to let them know is like, hey man, it don't matter if there's two or two, two or two people or two hundred people. You gotta go out there, and somebody paid money to see you. Yeah, you give them a show because you know what? Even if there's two people out there, if you leave those two people disappointed, they'll let a thousand people know that oh, how yeah. you suck. With the, yeah, you know, <laughs> totally. And if like one of you, like if one person in a band is a dick. The whole band are dicks. And oh, that's yeah. it. And yeah, then your uh, reputation yeah. is just, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's uh that's that's something where it's like we always always tried to make sure that everyone every everyone at a show gets treated with equal respect and that's well, see first yeah, uh, it was. That's kind of always been a band rule, where it's yeah. like, "Hey, don't be a dick." <laughs> All right. You guys have always been easy to work with. I mean, your your guys's rider was okay. We want uh, In and Out and booze. I'm like, oh, <laughs> damn, you guys are craving for In and Out. You made all this 
put all these miles yeah, we, on we don't have we don't have in and outs out <laughs> <Yeah>. here <laughs> and i was like you guys are all excited about them I'm like okay whatever we, I mean, we're, we're like, like, yeah. we need we need animal style on everything yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> what was ordered i'm like all right i got you guys <laughs> so i just go send someone uh, out in and out and they come back with it and you guys, and the booze was there at the venue so i was like cool i mean <laughs> that wasn't much put into it. Get but that hey, animal style. Yeah, man. it uh, you know it it doesn't take much to make us happy, really. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's that, that's always like the cool thing, like you know having like someone to just dealing with easy bands, you know that. I mean, even uh, you know when I worked at CBGB, I was like they're one of the stage, stage tech, and there were some bands that just wanted to be dicks. So like you know like I have we had a sound guy who was like hey well I can make you sound awesome or I can make you sound like a queef <laughs> you know yeah. so which one is it gonna yeah. be you want to be a dick or what because I mean I can make you sound like shit and uh, yeah so. I, to, to this day I'm always always I'm always like um Mr Sound Guy um do you think um you could bring the click up in the bass a little bit more because I'm like oh you have the power <laughs> a little bit sir um, thank you. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Oh, my, you know, my voice all cracking and everything. <laughs> um, I think there's too much guitar on the monitor. <laughs> Please. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, great. Yeah, because it seems like it's it, it, either because we, we, we just never really bring a sound guy out with us. So it's always a crapshoot. Mm-hmm. And either it's, you get the really stoked sound guy who's like, yeah, awesome. And you get the sound check and you're like, ah, everything's going to be great. And you get up there and you flip the switches and everything sounds like the sound check. Or you get the guy that like he's just wasted like halfway through the halfway through the <laughs> yeah. night and it's like oh boy here we go uh-huh. <laughs> feedback and it's just a nightmare and you're like oh yeah it's it, it <laughs> you try we it's one of the one of the one of the secret weapons is like when we'd have Big Joey out on the road with us he would go and get the uh, the sound guy high and so that way <laughs> you knew you knew that your the sound guy was like all right these guys are all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that's your little bribe of them. Oh yeah, we asked some fucking weed with those guys. Yeah, they're fucking cool. <laughs> nice, <laughs> awesome. Well, hey yeah. Vic, thank Hell you, yeah. man. I'm gonna let you get on with the rest of your day, but uh, uh, maybe maybe you'll catch the uh, the Super Bowl. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I, I I totally forgot who was even playing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but uh, um, well, thank you so much. And like like I was saying, good luck with your good luck with your podcast here. And uh, yeah, you know, definitely let me know. Let me know when it's going to hit the uh, when it's going to hit the uh, the digital airwaves, and I will be sure to promote on my end. You, so. I definitely will. Um, it's uh, this is yeah, this is pretty exciting, you know, and especially having you because I mean. For 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 me, you're a big deal because like you you guys have been, I've actually hung out with you guys, played shows with you guys, fucking you know, had you stay with me and at the house, and I'm like, you guys are fucking like fellow like music brothers. So anytime you guys are through out, you know, this way, even if you're not playing here and you need a spot to crash, you just let me know. You give me a holler. Absolutely, and yeah, and you know, hopefully, hopefully sooner than later, we'll get word that we we have you know, some out West shows and I'll definitely mm-hmm. be in touch with you and we'll come back on and we'll, we'll talk about those shows. Oh yeah. So. And congratulations awesome. on the release. And thank you. We're looking forward to seeing, you know, the, those, uh, those pictures just come out too. So I'm gonna have to s- scoop one up for myself because <laughs> I have yeah, something I, I to play will, it on. <laughs> I, I have your number. So as soon as I know, you'll know. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, man. You have no. a good one. And, uh, Say, uh, yeah, and Chris, it. it was good. To, it was good to hear from you, Chris. 
Oh, uh, likewise, and, thank uh, you. I'll hopefully see you sooner than later as well. Yeah, he's already ready to book you. I know. Like, I'm, I'm saying, I'm like, I'm ready to go. <laughs> this is a matter of like getting the bands to commit and the venues to commit. So, it's never been so complicated. But hey, it's the reality yeah. we live in. He needs something to do. <laughs> <laughs> My couch is getting worn out. <laughs> uh, say, uh, say, what's right up on. to the rest of the guys? And um, fuck yeah, man, keep keep doing what you're doing, and we'll see you as soon as we see you. Awesome. I'll talk to you guys later. All right. right. Cheers, brother. Bye. Bye. So, and that was... Number one. Yeah. Vic Victor of the Cuffin Cats. Cool as fucking dude. And uh, shit, fucking episode one is uh, in the books. Thanks for hanging out. It's always a pleasure. You cruising all the way from Paso? San Miguel. Camp Roberts, actually, is where I just came from. But... uh, it's yeah. my love for the music that I'm willing to sacrifice and yeah. do whatever it takes. Sweet. And you're welcome anytime to come come hang out. I need a I need a, a regular crew, so we gotta. I even told uh, Rihanna, and I was like, well, one of these days we'll have to schedule something so I can just go up there and we can just do that. She would love winery. it. Because, I mean, she she was beside herself when we all came up there because she's kind of been a recluse for the longest time, and yeah. her whole circle was there, and you can see in her face that she's just like so excited. And mm, that's awesome. It was. I felt good about myself. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I, miss I did her. this. That's sweet. So yeah, we'll have to plan something up there and hang out with her because she's she's an awesome gal. So here we are, first one down, and uh, more to come, hopefully. And uh, hopefully, I can get a hold of some other some other bands, or we'll, we'll have to go through your little Rolodex and see who we can call up. I'm old enough to know what a Rolodex is. Some <laughs> yeah, of you I know. don't. <laughs> That's right. Like it was this little thing with, a, with little tabs. And yep. you had to And it rotated. Yeah. <laughs> alpha, alpha through Zulu. A through Z. I actually threw one away just not not that long ago because I still. It's probably worth money. With old old uh, like band contacts and stuff like clubs that don't exist yeah. anymore. <laughs> totally faced out. Shit. So, all right, man. Well, here we go. We're going to sign off, but uh, go ahead and hit me up at uh, the uh, all, all these fucking pages. Uh, we got the Facebook page. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Nonsense Destiny uh, podcast on Facebook, on Twitter. No, not, not Twitter yet. I don't know if I'm going to deal with that yet. <laughs> uh, uh, Instagram. And if you want to email or say hi or say you know you guys are fun or you suck whatever <laughs> uh, you can email the nonsense destiny uh, podcast at gmail.com I'm still getting used to the the name it's not rolling off the tongue just yet so. it's still the first one it'll come yeah soon enough <laughs> you gotta wet the lips <laughs> <laughs> all right thank you sir and uh have a good uh uh, good Super Bowl <laughs> yeah. weekend. Good night, everybody. All right, cheers. Oh.